And so when we go down to the power of one and we focus on these five things for the first year, we dial in on serving one person with one offer that we become the expert at and we stick with one price that we come in and we gradually raise it over time. We don't jump it up and down. We go up with it and we master one platform that we're going to reach our people on and we run that plan for a year. I guarantee you at the end of that year, you will look back and be so proud that you became the master of one thing because that power of one is what's going to put you on the fast track to having a highly successful business. All right. Welcome back to the Side Hustle series. This is the fifth episode and this is Jan Solo again talking about the power of one in business. Now, this is something that I'm still trying to learn. It's a hard habit to break, trying to do way too many different things, but Jan has definitely helped me focus and focus on the power of one more. I'm getting that. I'm a work in progress, right? Uh, but she has so graciously done this video for you as well to talk about the power of one. The Side Hustle Academy is still open until Sunday night, July 2nd at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. And I don't know when or if we will open this again. Jan does not offer this. Um, this is something that she just opened for me and my community to help you guys make some extra money so that you can reach more of your financial goals. Uh, so I don't know if we're gonna do it again. And she's, gonna, she's offering support uh, in the Facebook group for you guys for three months. I'm in there as well to help you guys along. And she'll be doing live Q and A's once a month as well. So now's your chance, guys. Like you're not gonna find another course about making extra money, side hustles, any of that for $97, especially not one this in depth or with the support. And trust me, I've taken all the things, remember. I've done, done all the courses, the coaching, all of that, nobody, has a course or teaches what Jan teaches, but you're also not gonna find anything this in depth for this price. So come join us, go to budgetsmadeeasy.com slash side hustle academy. I hope to see you there. Well, hey there, I'm Jan Ditchfield, and I'm really excited to be joining you today to talk about the five mistakes that you might be making in your first year of business and what to do to instead. I really want to help you dial in on knowing what to do in that first really tricky year of running your business. And whether it's a side hustle or you're full time in it, we all make the same mistakes in year one, and I want to help you be able to avoid them. So we're going to talk about understanding what those five mistakes are, and then we're going to really understand, start focusing on dialing in on the power of one and how the power of one is going to be the thing that will propel your business forward in that first year by getting really laser focused on the things that matter the most and ignoring all of the other things that are just big distractions that end up coming into our life, which we do not need because they don't make us money. So let's jump in. We're going to look at mistake number one. The first mistake and that's commonly made by everyone in business when we first get started is not understanding who our ideal customer is. And by ideal customer, I mean dialing in on that one perfect person that you should be serving. And so instead of starting a business and not really not focusing on who do I serve and just trying to be all things to all people, what I want you to do in your first year is identify who that perfect person is from the start and let's get laser focused on serving them. 
Knowing who your ideal customer is, is going to guide everything that you do in your business planning moving forward. It's going to define what you offer, what you're creating to sell, what your marketing strategy is, what your value proposition is, how you price what it is you sell, your tone of voice, the colors in your brand. Everything is determined off of that one person that we're serving. So if you don't know who it is that you are here to serve, it's going to make everything else in your business 10 times harder. And really where I want you to start dialing in and understanding, like, how do I define this, Jan? Like, I've heard this term before, maybe about getting really dialed in on my ideal customer avatar, which is that made up person that we all have to do in business. That's so perfect. If you join me inside Hustle Academy, I'm going to teach you how to do this in detail. But some of the things I want you to think about from the start are identifying what are the goals and priorities of your ideal person right now? And then how can you address these within planning for your business? So are you serving people who want to be making more money? Are you serving people who want more family time? Is there something else that they're focused on? When we know what their goals are and their priorities are, we know how to help them. That becomes where we go. Like that's the success in our business. We say, okay, your priority is you want to make more money. My skill set is I can teach people how to make money. I'm going to align that directly to serving you. And that's going to help me be able to get my business moving faster because I know what I'm selling is needed by somebody on the other end. So with your own thinking, think about in your world when you're defining who it is that you should serve, what are the goals and priorities of your ideal customer right now? Then I want you to start thinking about what are their challenges and their frustrations. So People buy for really specific reasons. So it's the same, pretty much same common reasons all the time. People will make a purchasing decision because they have a challenge, they have a frustration, or because they have a desire for something. And don't underestimate the power of desire. If you look at your closet or you look at your jewelry box or you look at anything, we have we buy things because we want them, because it makes us feel good, because we like it, because it makes us happy. But we also buy things because we feel a challenge. So we don't know how to do something or we feel frustrated. And lots of really great businesses have been built off of the idea of helping somebody be able to master a skill or understand something in a deeper way than what we actually know how to do ourselves. Pain points. When you think about pain points, it can be a physical pain point. It can be an emotional pain point. Think about any infomercial you've ever seen. Those are targeting pain points. So grandma's arthritis is acting up. She can't open up that pickle jar. But for the low, low price of $9.99, you can buy this glove that'll help her open the pickle jar up. She can stay independent in her home. The world is a lovely place. The pain point has been removed from her life. So in your own world with the people that you want to serve, are they facing a challenge? Is it a pain point that they need solved? Or do they just want to buy something because it makes them happy? And don't underestimate that power. Happy people spend money. So where are your people at? And you really want to dial in on what is it that you're helping them to be able to fix or gain in their life through what it is that you sell. Then you want to think about where do they get their information? And the reason we ask this question is because how they consume their information is where you need to be if you want to reach them. So if your people like to be on social media and that's where they make purchasing decisions, that's where they take all their information in from, you need to be on social media. 
if they like to do things that are a bit more traditional, like they like to read a newspaper still, or maybe they read their news off of a computer, then you need to be in the media if you want to get in front of them. If they're like good old fashioned mail still, like lots of people love snail mail. If they, that's how they, they like it. They like to look at flyers, brochures, little postcards that you get in the mail. If they like actual letters, they like things in print, then you need to be marketing to them that way. So how your people consume the information that helps them to make a decision is where you need to be to sell to them. So this is a really important thing to also understand and dial in on. After you have that figured out and you know who your ideal person is that you're serving, the second mistake that I want you to avoid very much is when first it doesn't succeed, launch something new. And this is commonly done. So this is what happens is you put an offer out, it doesn't sell. So you make another one and another thing and another thing and another thing. And before you know it, you have become the Schitt's Creek menu of business. And if you watch Schitt's Creek, it's a Canadian show. I say hello from up here in Canada. But Schitt's Creek, there's a menu where they open it up and it's pages and pages and pages of choices. And it's so overwhelming because there's so many things served on that menu that people just don't even know what to buy. And it's the same thing when we make too many things in our business is people are overwhelmed. They don't know what to buy from us. So they go somewhere else and buy from the person who's dialed in on focusing on one offer and scaling it. So I want you to become the master of one offer in your business and learning how to scale that because that's going to take you further. Don't overlaunch. Everything gets easier when you know who you're selling to and you know what it is you sell. And a successful business knows who to market to and they get really hyper niche when defining what it is they do and who they serve. And I know that a common thought might be right now, but Jan, if I dial in and I really niche down my business, then I'm going to be leaving money on the table. This is a really common fear that people have when, it, when I say I want you to niche, because I know that you're worried that by becoming so focused on one offer, people, you won't be able to serve all kinds of different people. And therefore you're going to lose out on money. But in fact, it's the, actually the complete opposite is true. When we don't niche and when we try to be all things to all people, we overwhelm them. They go somewhere else because they can't see themselves in our business and they can't see that, oh no, you can solve the problem that I have. And when we don't actually have that identified and really dialed in that I am the perfect solution for you, then we just become white noise. We're just kind of like beige in a great big sea of beige instead of being hot pink in the sea of beige when we niche. And I want you to be a hot pink business. So I want you to focus, focus, focus. And when businesses don't spend enough time defining their niche market, they end up getting lost in the fray because you haven't found a way to be able to be noticeably different in a crowded market. And everybody's markets are crowded right now. So if you're saying, you know, oh no, I don't have a lot of competition. We all have competition and we have to learn how to stand out from it. And one of the best ways to stand out from our competition is by niching down and really dialing in on becoming the expert at one thing. And so I want you to spend time thinking about it. I want you to spend time really dialing in and saying, instead of saying, well, I serve everybody with everything, saying, no, actually, I don't. I serve one ideal person and what my target market with one really great offer that I can then sell over and over and over and over again. 
And when you focus on getting really good at selling one thing, you get a lot of testimonials from people. You become known as being the expert on it. People get really great results from you. They go and they tell their friends who bring, they come to the party and they hang out with you as well. And you become known as the expert and we buy from experts. So again, it doesn't matter if you're selling a course or a product, or if you're selling a service, it, that's irrelevant. It really is. It's becoming perfect at the one thing and selling it over and over and over again in order to scale the revenue in your business for the first year. So you aren't overwhelming yourself by trying to be that Shit's Creek menu. Once you get that figured out, then I want you to avoid mistake number three, which is pricing out of fear and not strategy. Pricing is a very tricky thing. It scares people a lot because going out and actually asking people for money can be really, really intimidating. And so when we do a lot of fear pricing where we'll put a price really low or we'll do lots of like sales, like, you know, because we're like, well, I think I have to drop the price in order to get people to buy from us. Like that's just not a good strategy for you. Instead, I want you to focus on putting one price on your offer and then increasing that price over time until you get to that point where you're really comfortable and you're going to bring people with you on that journey. And so how we're going to do this is by focusing on validating and scaling when you first get your business started. So when you validate your mar- your offer, what you're doing is you're going out to a market, a cold market, not friends and family, but a cold market, and you're determining if they have interest in what it is that you're building and if they're willing to pay you for it by parting with their hard-earned money. And the one thing we do not like giving away is our money because it takes us a lot of effort to make it and we don't like giving it away unless we know we're going to get some value out of it. So validating before you start to sell is going to be the secret weapon in your business because then you won't be going out to market with something that people don't want, though you'll be going out to something that people are dying to buy. And that's what we want to do. And when what happens again, when we put something out to the market and people don't buy it all the time and we start price jumping, so we'll put our price down, we'll put it back up and we'll put it back down, is it devalues your brand. And businesses that use inconsistent pricing strategies give the impression that they think they're not worth what they're asking for. And if you don't believe you're worth what you're asking for, I can guarantee you, your customers will not believe it as well. So we have to be confident in what it is that we're selling and how we are actually approaching the sales conversation with a really solid price. And one of the best ways to start out by doing this is actually coming into with the first time you launch your business with a low price to be able to get early sales coming in and creating a really high value experience for the people who buy from you right from the start. Because when you focus on creating excellent customer service in your offer and in your business, you leverage the ability to scale your prices without getting any pushback from your audience at all. So if you come in with a low price, it's called penetration pricing. It's my favorite strategy in the world to teach. And then you get early sales coming in and then you launch again and you raise the price and you get more people coming in and launch again and raise the price. People will go with you on that journey because you've proven excellent experiences, excellent results, and that you have something that's worth paying for. So when we start off really, really high, sometimes people are really a little skeptical about us. It's harder to sell. When we start dropping our prices down, people are like, well, you know, she doesn't believe in what she's selling. So I'm absolutely not going to buy it now. But when we come low and we penetrate that market and raise the price over time, it's a really easy way to bring customers with us. And it's a great way to get early sales 
which proves your value, you validate your offer, you get confidence in what you're doing. You're going to help people get really good experiences with you, which will lead again to those testimonials, which will help you be able to go out and sell again. So really focus on creating a high value experience that's aligned to your price and then continue to raise the price over time as you grow your business. And then mistake number four I want you to avoid is trying to be everywhere all the time. And we know that this is something that we're probably all guilty of in our personal lives is thinking we need to be on all the platforms all the time, all the way places in order for us to not miss a thing. And so we do the same in our business and we try to be on Pinterest and Instagram, Facebook, and we start a blog and then we do a podcast and we're all over the place with all our marketing channels. And instead, I want you to pick one platform and master it. Get really great at one thing and then you can add from there because you don't need to be all things to all people. And the first step is to make sure that you're selecting the correct platform to market yourself on from the beginning. And many people, all of us, we choose platforms that we feel really comfortable with Instead of picking ones that we know our ideal customer avatar, that perfect person we talked about earlier is using. So when we did that work of identifying where do they like to get their information from, that's the platforms we need to use to market to them. So we need to be focusing on your ideal customer in your marketing plan. And that should be what guides you on every choice you make moving forward. So if your person is on Instagram, you need to be on Instagram. If your person's on Facebook, you need to be on Facebook. It's going to be all about going to where they are instead of actually doing the opposite, which is building it and thinking they're going to come to us. They won't. They're going to go to the places that they already are. So we need to get in front of them. And we also want to make sure we're consistent with this. So we want to be looking as well at some area where we can determine a platform that we can build our um, authority in our specific niche. So we want to think about putting something into our business like a podcast or a blog or a video platform. It can be YouTube. It could also be um, just video lives that you're doing on Instagram or Facebook, depending on, again, where your people are at. But whatever it is that you choose, you want to make sure that you're using it consistently and establish a regular schedule so people know where you're going to be and when you're going to be there for them and they will start showing up for you. So really, the platform's important because you need to use ones that your ideal people are going to, you know, be drawn to and would be normally want to be on to begin with. But you also want to make sure that what you're using, you're consistent with how you show up. And consistently, consistency really honestly means the same day and time. It can be that simple. If you're like, I'm going to do one video a week every Wednesday at 10 a.m., then you show up every Wednesday at 10 a.m. consistently because then your audience comes to know where you're going to be. You become part of their schedule. You become part of their daily life and they start to plan things around you showing up. It's a really lovely way to very effortlessly get into their lives so that they always remember you when it comes time to making a purchasing decision. And I also will say, think about the quality of the information you're putting out as long with the consistency of it. So don't ever feel that by giving away too much information, you're lessening your brand. It's simply not true. 
you're actually, in fact, doing the complete opposite because you're establishing trust. You're building a reputation with your audience as a business of quality and substance. And when you give out great things for free, people automatically think, what's it like to work with them? If this experience is so amazing for free, I'm dying to know what it's like on the inside is a huge motivator to get people to come into your world and start working with you. So quality and consistency and ensuring you're picking one platform that your people are on is the ticket to your marketing success. And then the last mistake that I want to see you avoid is pivoting your business too soon, which is something again that a lot of people do in the first year. And what I want you to do is work this plan that I have taught you for one year before you make any big changes within the business. Stay the course. So start, a lot of times people will say to you when you start a business again in that early years, experiment, try new things, you know, just put stuff out and see what happens. But this is not a business strategy. Don't throw spaghetti at the wall and call it a business plan. When businesses randomly guess what their customers want, instead of focusing on what they need or desire, you will struggle to scale. You need to stay the course. And the only way that we can do this and really understand our people is by talking to them consistently, trying to sell and listening to what the feedback is that we're receiving. And if you are not sure about what it is they want from you, ask them, don't guess The best question you can ever put out is ask the magic wand question. If I had a magic wand and I was able to wave it and provide you with the perfect solution or provide you with the ideal results or the ideal offer for, you know, product for you to buy, what would that look like? What would it look like if I could just wave my magic wand and transform your life and make it better immediately? Your ideal people will tell you the answer. And then that is what you build. That is going to be your ticket to a financially successful business in your first year. And I want you to always lean in as well in that first year to really understanding the importance of building a business for your customers, not just building a business for yourself. Because it really doesn't matter at the end of the day if what we sell, if we think, gosh, this is so great, like this beautiful, I have a great idea, this is a great idea, it's a great product, it's a great service, it's a great course. Honestly, it's what they think about us that matters. Do they think it's a great offer? Do they think it's a great product? Do they think it's a great service? Does it solve a problem for them? Does it make them feel seen and heard? Does it make them want to buy buy from you? Do they want to give you your money? And so when we go down to the power of one and we focus on these five things for the first year, we dial in on serving one person with one offer that we become the expert at and we stick with one price that we come in and we gradually raise it over time. We don't jump it up and down. We go up with it and we master one platform that we're going to reach our people on and we run that plan for a year. I guarantee you at the end of that year, you will look back and be so proud that you became the master of one thing because that power of one is what's going to put you on the fast track to having a highly successful business. And I can't wait to see what you build. Thank you so much to Jan for just being so amazing in life and in business, of course, and doing all of these trainings 
all week long. This is the last in the Side Hustle series. I hope you have enjoyed it. Please go follow Jan on Instagram at janditchville.co. And I hope to see you inside of the Side Hustle Academy if you feel like it's a good fit for you. Again, it closes in just two days, Sunday at 11.59 p.m. Eastern, July 2nd, 2023. Three. So if you want to get in with us, go to budgetsmadeeasy.com slash side hustle academy. And I will talk to you guys next week.